welcome to the Worthy Woman Collective, a podcast designed to revolutionize the way we understand self-worth. I'm your host, Tara Kinden, and my work is in aligning women with their authentic selves and personal power. In the collective we discover, our worth comes from within. You aren't worthy because of your looks, your money, or your status. You're worthy because you've learned or are learning to love who you are right here and right now. Join me weekly as we pop some champs to celebrate this life and all that we already are. Well, hey there, everyone, and welcome to the Worthy Woman Collective Podcast. I have a very special guest with me today who I might say we did this interview way back in March until like everything exploded and imploded, and now now we're we're revisiting <laughs> through the Mercury retrograde time what we were intending to create way back in March. So let me introduce you all to Betsy Batista. She is a healer, storyteller, and intuitive, a transformational guide for those on the path of awakening, which is literally everyone. After experiencing profound initiations at a young age, living abroad in a conflict zone at age 19 and being diagnosed with cancer as a new mother at age 28, she knows firsthand the importance of healing our past and integrating the lessons and wisdom that allow us to serve at the highest level. It is her life's mission to heal trauma on the planet and support the energy shift that creates a new world of sustainable justice, equity, harmony, and peace. So Betsy is also a human design specialist, a quantum alignment practitioner, an intuitive coach, a writer, a birth doula, and a mother. Like, yeah. oh my God, what can this girl do? <laughs> so listen, first, we're going to start off with this is that when we originally sat down to do this, it was pre, pre really the COVID implosion. And now, you know, I first want to know, like, what has changed since March for you as we sit here today in this October 25th of 2020? Uh, probably everything. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everyone could probably answer that. Um, I know, I can't believe that even just eight months ago, it felt like a completely different world when we sat down to talk yes. the first time. But I don't know. I think that these times are and have called into perspective for everyone, like what truly matters, what's important. And I think that the things that are showing up for all of us are kind of sharpening us a little bit and helping us to understand where to put our focus. So um I've moved since March. Uh, my kid is no longer in school. We're figuring out a unique homeschool journey. Um, and I've also really clarified my work a lot because, um, you know, I've been doing this coaching and working with human design and quantum alignment system for a little while. But I think that in the last eight months, I just started noticing that the people who were coming to me were kind of at this like tipping point where they were like, oh my God, either I'm in a current state of crisis or I feel like who I've been being isn't working anymore. I need to do yes. something different. Mm -hmm. My life has to change. I don't know how to handle whatever. And everyone is kind of like, we're being collectively woken up by this process. And it's made me realize that actually, I think the sweet spot of my work is in supporting people through these moments of awakening of like, shoot, I'm not, who I've always known myself to be isn't the truth of who I am, but I don't know how to navigate this waking up to the bigness and the truth of myself. And because I've been on, I guess, this accelerated life path, I'm like 34 and I've already probably had a couple, two to three big awakenings in my life. <laughs> it's like, it never, it never ends. Like this is the illusion. You know. Like people think, oh, I've had it. I'm good now. No. I know, right? Oh, I went through that trial. I learned the lessons. So now I'm good for the rest of my life. And the universe no, you'll, is like, you'll need oh. Betsy right through to the end. Just so <laughs> you know. Exactly. Yeah. What do they say? Another level, another devil. I don't necessarily like that thing with like the devil part. But yeah. like, yeah, I agree. It makes like, total sense. Because everyone coming yeah. to you is probably like a little terrified, right? A little scared. 
you know what? It is scary because what happens in these awakening moments is that all of the masks, all of the illusions get peeled away. And a lot of those are the things that were making us feel safe, right? It was like those were the protective pieces or the walls we had put up or the stories we told ourselves to support us in living in a life that felt safe and comfortable. And suddenly our life doesn't feel safe and comfortable anymore. And we're being brought to this edge and this precipice. And we're like, oh my God, I'm supposed to jump off of this, but am I going to be okay? You know? And sometimes we need someone to hold our hand and be like, you've got this or reflect back to us that actually we had wings all along and we just weren't using them, you know? Spread those babies, fly. Yeah. And like, and how empowering, you know, considering we're in a time of all being in deep transformation and that we're all experiencing, you know, when you feel alone, you're reminded like, no, we're all one, we're all in this together. And that it's so easy to say, and what does that actually mean? I think it's just like, how do we support each other through, cause like a coach needs help. Like when you're leading this work, people just assume like your shit is good all the time. Right. I know. They're like, oh, she's perfect. She has her world together. It's like, no, I've got three people telling me that I've got wings and I can jump off this right. next precipice too, right? right? I think I heard an interview with Oprah once where she was like, no, no, I have three coaches. Yeah. I mean, this <laughs> like, illusion. Okay, if Oprah's got coaches, then like. Everybody has, them. like, or it's like you get to the next level of yourself, you know, of, of what you can handle. And then it's like, okay, you stay there for a little while, maybe you stay there for a long while, but then at some point it's like, okay, you know, I'm ready for something different and I might need some support moving this like to the next phase. Yeah. And I think that it also helps to have that external person to speak, to reflect back, because at a certain point it's like, we're in our own story. We can't always see ourselves clearly. And to have someone be able to look at you and reflect you back to you in your brilliance, as well as in the areas where you can grow, you know, it's like a lot of times I'll do a reading or a session with someone and they're like, okay, I feel like a part of my soul knew the things that you just said to me, but I never like gave myself permission to believe it or live into that. And like hearing you say it and understanding that it's part of like my energetic blueprint that I was born with, I I feel like I have a renewed permission to like be fully me. It's like, sometimes we need that mirror, you know? Yeah. And not everyone, you know, like you, it's not something you can take to a friend or a family member or like somebody who knows you on the intimate level because they know you and that, they know you in that pattern. They know you in that story. Well, when you step out of your story, you know, to become somebody different, it's uncomfortable for them too. Totally. And sometimes they might actually, like, especially if you're talking about like your family of origin or friends you've known a long time, it's like, it, when it scares them, they might actually be trying to pull you back into the old story. Like, no, don't go out on that ledge. It's not safe out there. Right. Yeah. And they mean the best for you, but you know, you need someone who can be like, you can do it. And that holds space for you. Like that doesn't, but you know, literally is just holding that container until you get enough strength to do what you need to do. And they keep reminding you of your own brilliance. Right. Absolutely. Tell me, um, you know, because you've moved, you've totally yeah. moved, and you've sold your house, and like we we pre-talk, so I'm like, she's just letting go, letting go, you big go. transition. Like I'm just gonna do whatever I need to let go of and try something totally yeah. new, and I love that because if not now, when? And like this is the time to just be like, hey, you know what? I'm here to help people do this thing. And like for me to really step into that and own that, maybe it's time for me to let go of a couple of the heavy things that are in my way or that, you know, maybe aren't aligned anymore. And like, how does that feel for you? You know, it's funny. So um, I'm going to talk human design for just a minute. So um, in in human design, we have a, a profile, which is kind of like a little about your character talks about your learning style, what you need to feel supported, your style of making change, things like that. So it involves two lines from the hexagrams of the I Ching, and each of those lines has unique characteristics. So one of the lines in my profile is this fourth line, and it's this very foundational, steady line. It likes to be safe. It likes to be grounded. It likes to always have a plan. 
So 2020 has been messing me up, right? It's like chaos and limbo and all this like unknown, right? Like there is no plan in 2020. Like 2020 <laughs> is the year of you plan and God, goddess, higher powers that be just laugh their butt off, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but it's interesting because the highest expression of that line of my profile is actually knowing that I, the foundation is in, within me, that I am home within myself, that wherever I go, there I am, and I can feel safe and solid within myself and trust myself enough mm. to move. And so 2020 has actually kind of forced me into like the highest expression of my own profile because it's like the goal. Exactly. It's been like, okay, well, and I guess I could have like just continued fighting and kicking and screaming and whatever and created more suffering for myself. But eventually I was like, screw it. I surrender. Like I trust, I have faith that I can take this leap that my family's going to be fine. But as long as we have each other, we'll be well. And I've just been following where we're guided next. And it's actually been really liberating to be like, I could try to make a plan right now for like six months out, but like, it's going to blow up in my face. So I may as well just be in the now moment. <laughs> right. And it's felt really good to let go of that anxiety and that worry and just let myself flow in it and, and be in the trust and faith piece and I think that that's the theme of this year too. It's like, what of that like baggage that we've been carrying around and the old conditioning and the old stories about like what we need to feel safe or whatever, can we let go so that we can actually be freer and live life more fully? Well, and like you say, like the power, I always think like the power is in the now. The power isn't yeah. in like, I'm going to plan for this thing and see how it goes. Yeah. Like, like right now is such a great time to really tap into your own gut, your own intuition, your own sense of, of self. And like your home is your home base. So I'd love to know what you do, you know, to keep your own self grounded. Same. Yeah. Like saying like, how are you just like keeping your shit together as much as possible? <laughs> well, that's an interesting question. Um, I'm, I'm starting to institute or trying to institute more of a solid framework around my days where it's like waking up, being consistent with my meditation, um, being consistent with actually creating less time on technology, honestly. Yeah, Do you know yeah. that they put, they're adding a new word, I think, to the dictionary called doom scrolling? It's like the word of 2020 or something. It actually is like the thing. It's a yeah. thing where you just sit and you scroll and it's like, we're doomed, right? Based on all the things that you're reading on social media and the news, whatever. It really can feel that off. I took two months off. Everyone like, I, I know who did that, for two months. it like saved their sanity. And it's yeah. like, the thing is also, it's like, I think we have to also understand that we're in this really liminal time where it's like, truth is somehow this malleable, questionable thing. And... I don't know that many people really know what's actually going on and yeah, you're right. It's forcing us to hone our internal compass and hone our own intuition and trust that gut sense of what is right and true and follow our own, our own north stars a little bit. And so I think that anything that you can do that reconnects you to that to that little voice inside, to your intuition. Like for me, it's meditation, it's writing, it's getting off the devices. It's honestly, it's my work. Like when I'm working with a client and I'm in a session with someone and we're talking about like the highest narrative and expression of who you can be and stepping into your bigness and your yeah. power so that you can serve humanity. Like I leave those sessions higher than when I came in. Like that feeds me. So it's like finding the things that actually fill your cup instead of drain your cup and doing as much of that as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And pushing back from like what we're expected to be spending time doing in the system that we're expected to still comply with when that system feels like it doesn't feel right anymore. It feels weird. I mean, maybe it never felt right. Like school never felt right for me, but it's something that I had to do. Right. Yeah. And now I think the gift for going forward is that not everybody has to do it that way. Cause if you're not designed to do it that way, you shouldn't be doing it that way. Totally. Well, and it's so hard. I have friends and family who are educators and in education. I like, I got on a soapbox with my 
sister-in-law the other day who's an educator in New York. And I was just like, I really feel like we all should have just been given a year off from schooling. Like to try to navigate this environment with school, I'm watching parents like trying to like support their kids and work and teachers like basically like driving themselves crazy and they're up all hours of the night trying, it's, it's like, it's nuts. And the kids aren't even getting out of it what they should be. It's just like, I, I have another friend who went through childhood cancer and um, she was saying that there are a lot of studies that actually show that kids, I mean, their brains are like sponges. You can catch up. Like you can catch up on a year of school in like a couple of months if you really try. I'm like, why would we add this extra stress to everyone's lives? What are you missing in grade like one, two? Like I just like, what? And kindergartens are on, on screen for six hours. Preschoolers. Preschoolers are on Zoom trying to do like early learning. I'm like, why? No. Anyway, that's just a personal thing, is, but I'm like. It is so personal, but I think, <laughs> let's just both say it right now. It is bullshit. It is bullshit. <laughs> I'm just going to say it's that. It's causing undue, unnecessary stress to everyone in a year that's already so stressful, you know, yeah. and to the kids because then they feel like they're failing. It's not fair. Okay. Here's the next piece I really want to talk about because I know this is a big thing for you. It's like advocacy and like, how do you find your inner advocate and be comfortable, you know, speaking out about things that you feel are really important and you can see the injustice and how do you speak out about what you want to speak out about in a way that is super authentic and aligned yeah it's interesting i actually um spoke at the international human design conference a couple months ago a talk about um the human design of activism and I think that these moments of awakening actually lead us to where we are called into our activism. And activism is essentially taking what we know and see that is unjust or out of alignment and actually taking it into action to affect change, right? Um, and I think that these moments of awakening, it's like the world kind of feels like it's flipped upside down. Like that's why it, it can feel kind of traumatic, right? It's like how you thought the world was and the safe, comfortable story that you had about how the world functioned. All of a sudden it's like, whoa, that was a lie or that wasn't true. And now my world makes no sense and who I am in the world makes no sense. And so um, I talked about kind of the three phases where the first is kind of that wake up or that being shaken awake right? It's like, okay, nothing makes sense anymore. And then you have to move through all the emotion of that, like get through your own stuff about it. The anger, the grief, the shame, the guilt, any of that that comes up is very, very real. Um, and then after that, it becomes, okay, then what is true? And I think that we're all kind of grabbing for that a little bit right now. Like all of our worlds have been turned upside down and we're all really seeking what is true and kind of struggling to figure that out. Yeah. Um, but in the meanwhile, we are, I mean, I think that we also have never been at a time where things are more in our face as far as injustice. I mean, you have black and brown bodies being murdered by police caught on camera, you know, like a lot of the activists that I know on the ground are calling this time the great white awakening, you know, it's like, and kind of, comparing it to like in Selma in the 1960s when suddenly, you know, people who didn't believe that racism was real are seeing people being hit with fire hoses and beaten for just walking, you know? And they're like, oh, right, this is a real thing. Like you've been screaming at me for a long time, but I didn't believe you, but now I see it with my own two eyes. Yeah, I think- and That's what all these cell phone cameras are doing for us. Yeah. People are seeing it. Um, you know, it's the same with climate change, right? It's like, yeah. oh, California is on fire oh, the Amazon is burning. Oh, we have more hurricanes in one hurricane season, like just in the Gulf of Mexico than we've had in like however long. Oh, you know, like m people are being affected by this, right? Um, and so we're seeing and we're being awakened to so much injustice. And then it's really about feeling like, what is calling to you where you're like, I, I can't, like, this is not okay and I can't live with this. Like my heart, my soul, my being is being called to change this. 
like, you know, we both have kids. I don't know if you experience this, but I just look at my babies sometimes all the time. And I'm like, I, I cannot hand you this world. Like I refuse to hand you this world in the state that it's in. And so what am I going to do about it? Right. Beyond just like posting on social media or sitting around lamenting that the world and is how it is. This is a big piece. So it's like, okay, for me, one of the areas that I feel is so in, in need of more than just like groups that help with aftercare, it's like, what are we doing to stop child sex trafficking and sex trafficking period? This is like the thing that has got me, I'm in blood boil phase about it, but it's like when you are one small person, it's like, what do you do? What can you do to help move this forward in a way that would make a difference? You know, and I think that's where a lot of people get stuck because everyone I talk to about different levels of activism, it's like, okay, well, I'm pissed off. I want to do something about it, but like, what do I do? And like giving your money to some organizations, like it doesn't always get where it needs to go. And that's where I feel a disconnect. It's like, I don't want to just give my money. Yeah. I want to be able to do something else about it. And I feel like it's a, it's always comes down to self-worth and a self-worth issue. Mm. I think that there's a big tie to specifically like this people not getting attention and like needing more self worth of their own self valuing and like the understanding like you know on both ends like people perpetrating these things the same thing like you don't do this kind of stuff if you have a if you value yourself period yeah and i i think this is also um I think that people need to realize also that like there's more than one way to be an activist. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of different roles that we can play, right? So like I think the one that we see the most are the people who literally are out in the streets protesting. Totally. And that's absolutely a necessary form of activism. And there are people who are really designed to do that, right? Like they have the energy for it. They have the design to go out and like be out on the streets every day for like 10, 12 hours to be putting their bodies on the line. Not everyone is designed for that. And if you can't be out in the streets that way, it doesn't mean you're a terrible activist. It just means that there are other roles for you to play, right? Mm -hmm. So there are some people who can very much like, I mean, for being like, if you're sharing on social media or if you're calling, if you're like, you know, writing to your legislators, if you're like sharing information so that other people can get, like there are people where like disseminating information and sharing like actually is a really crucial, like if people don't know about the protests, if people don't know about events, like no one's going to show up. Like that's an, a crucial role. There's our educators. Educators are, are critical. I mean, you look at a lot of these forms of um, injustice exist because we have a twisted and a skewed view of history, right? Mm -hmm. um, and of what is or isn't true historically. Um, and a lot of people, when they first started waking up, for example, to racial injustice, we have to go back and unlearn the history that we were taught, which is totally whitewashed, and relearn what has actually happened with the history of colonization and enslavement and all of that, right? Not a fun or easy thing to learn about, but necessary, right? Um, there are people, you know, who really hold the energetic template. It's like, you think about we're in the collapsing phase right now where like systems and structures are falling apart that don't serve the whole at the end of the collapsing, there needs to be a rebuilding. Mm -hmm. Right. And we need people who are prepared and have the energy and the resources to be a part of building the new world that actually does serve everyone. Once the old world has fallen away. And if all of those people are burned out, and totally discombobulated and have no energy, they can't do their job of getting that new world to the place that it needs to be so that we can live in equity. And I'm just gonna say it, self-worth. Like this is a totally. big thing. And, yes. and I never, you know, I, I've been in this work for a while, but like I just really see that like, you know, if you're gonna go out and do some impactful things or even the most, small and minute thing you need to have a sense of value and and honoring of your own self before you can get up on a soapbox like this is a big thing when black lives 
Black Lives Movement really hit and everyone was going, you know, Blackout Tuesday and like they were asking for people to share their platforms and do all this work. I was like, this is brilliant. But then I'm like, how do you decide who you give your platform to? And, and like, how do you decide? Because there always are different agendas, right? And everyone comes at things from their own place. This is like knowing what you feel and trusting yourself and knowing like what, what feels right, correct, and true for you is like the way to go, period. Regardless of what you're being pressured to step into or do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in that sense, it's like, how well do you know yourself? How, and how well do you value yourself? Because you have to know where your gifts lie in order to know where you can be best of service. Mm. And you have to value the gifts that you have. Because if you're sitting over here and you're like, I should be out protesting, but I'm not. I'm a shitty person. Right. There's your story. Yeah. But it's like, what if you actually are meant to be the one organizing or connecting people to the organizations that can help them get the information to be able to serve or like like you said I want to give my money somewhere but I don't want it to just go down the toilet like how do I know who to trust or whatever like there are people who are so gifted at being like okay here's 10 organizations they've been doing this for 30 years they're very well connected they're actually on the ground they're affecting change in local communities they're actually getting you know like these these are are the organizations yeah and these are the these are the connect like what if you're a connector What if your gift is being a connector of getting people into the right place, but because you're so over here, not valuing that gift and saying, I should be the one putting my body on the line out on the streets, then you're not connecting these hundred other people who could have gone out and impacted even more, affected more change even than you alone could do because you're not living into or valuing. So it's like, this is where I think knowing yourself, knowing your gifts, understanding how your energy functions is just so helpful because I mean, even for me, I spent forever beating up on myself about like not being able to go out and protest. I was in Minneapolis when George Floyd was killed and all I wanted was to go and be out in the streets. But I also had two babies at home. I was living with my parents at the time who were in a high risk category and I was awaiting the birth of a doula client where I couldn't put myself at risk for COVID exposure because if I was going to go into the home of someone and bring a newborn into the world, I I literally, I couldn't do my work in that way. And so it took me a little while of like beating myself up about not being able to do what I really felt like I should be doing before I was like, okay, I need to like do something a different way. Right. And then I found the like five other things that I could do that actually made a difference you know, of getting other people out into the streets, finding the organizations that were doing the work on the ground, bailing people out of jail, like just all the things, right? It's like, there's lots of other things that you can do. And I think people just don't understand that. And even the people who are out protesting. Don't think about it. Like, I didn't think about bailing people out of jail. Like, I, I just, it was not something that crossed my mind, honestly. Right. Donating to bail funds because they're like totally... Anyway, that's a whole yeah. other ball of wax. <laughs> I know. It's just very interesting to open up this topic. Just as it open it up as because, you know, I know it's a big deal uh, to the work that you do. I also know, like, people are interested in thinking about ways that they can change an environment, a community. And it's like, Yeah. Thinking globally, acting locally, like... Totally. And I think that ultimately, and we're coming into this time in terms of global cycles as well, where it's also, it's like, we're looking at the I in service of the we. Like, it always starts with that internal work, right? Around worth, around worthiness, around knowing ourselves, and coming back in touch with the truth of who we are, of being willing to go to the edge of that ledge and jump off and shed the old skin and be like, all right, I'm leaping into this new reality because if I don't, then I'm just going to continue to sit over here in this old world, old paradigm, and I'm never going to be fulfilled. Right. But then it's, how does that, once you do that self work, then it's about how that authentic person who values themselves and knows themselves can truly be of service in the world. It's about uplifting all people and Yeah, I think one of the things that I've learned through my own activism is that there are people who've been doing this forever. Like, 
There are people who've been on the ground, who've been educating, who've been organizing, who've been all of this, because ultimately those big protests you're seeing that are affecting all this change, all of the organizing, it's made up of thousands of yeah. individual small people. Mm-hmm. Where like if those small people didn't believe they could make a difference and never showed up, you wouldn't have this huge wave, this huge call for change. It's just like the ocean is made up of millions of little drops of water. It's not just this one mass thing. It's both ands. And I think sometimes we forget that when we tell ourselves, oh, I'm just this small person. It's like, maybe, but you're a drop in an ocean. And if everyone believed that they weren't, there would be no ocean. It's so beautiful. And I think right now when everyone feels so chaotic and confused and upside down that I think we forget that. Like it's easy to forget like that little thing you do do, even just talking about it here. It's like, it's something. And every little something can lead to something else. So, 100%. And we don't always see how far it ripples out. Yeah, definitely. We don't know the impact that we have necessarily. Um, Talk to me about this. Because I know gifts are a big deal. Like, obviously, everyone wants to know, what are my gifts? What are my talents? Like, tell me where they are in my chart. You know, it's like, what's the number one piece of information you can give to somebody who's like, who's watching this, who's like, not ready to do a full reading right now. Who's like, okay, girl, I really am interested in learning more about, you know, my gifts, talents, and skills. Where's the first place in my chart? I can go and look at that. Cause a lot of people know how to pull their charts now and they need a more positive impact or positive, um, positive understanding of like, the language and where to find it. Cause I could say, when we talked about doom scrolling, I think there's a lot of like doom scrolling <laughs> with human design. <laughs> Not I'm following the right person. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Well, and I will just give a shout out to Karen Curry Parker here. Uh-huh. One of the things that I appreciate about her so much is her new quantum yes. human design system, because she's really up leveled the language of human design to a higher vibration. So there's no doom scrolling and quantum human design. No, no doom scrolling. <laughs> and you feel yeah. good reading it. You feel liberated and excited. And, you know, we always say that the foundation of human design really lies in your type. Um, So like you can know like all the nitty gritty details about like your gates and channels and this and that, the other thing. But it's like, if you're not living according to the foundational strategy, according to your type, you won't necessarily be unlocking like the higher expressions of all the energies that live there. And sometimes, sometimes it really is just that back to basics thing, right? Like I tell people in my practice all the time, I'm like, sometimes people come to me with these really complex life questions about like, I'm struggling with this. And here's the like 10 chapter story of why it's like that. And I'm like, okay, how did you enter into that opportunity? Were you following your strategy? And they're like, well, no. And I was like, okay, so maybe this just wasn't the correct, you know, place, opportunity. Right. So, and I think that, so um, for anyone who's not, uh, I don't know how much you talk about human design on your program, but we talk about it, but like, it's so new, like it's, um, well, it's only been around since the 1980s. Yeah. So um, I just think like, it's so cool to hear different perspectives on this because it gives, somebody just needs to hear this one thing that's going to be like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so. your, your type is kind of like the role that you're here to play in the world. Um, so the manifester is here to really like initiate us into new creative understanding to like get the ball rolling to, um, to kind of like help us leap forward in our quantum creativity and in who we're meant to be. The generators and manifesting generators are really here to be the builders of the world. They're here to, you know, find the right work and put their gifts and talents to use and actually like bring things into manifest form and make things happen. The projector is here to guide and manage and be this wise resource of kind of seeing this bigger picture of how things are meant to fit together and like support us all in finding our correct direction. And then the reflector is really here to help us find and tap into our innate well-being to make sure that our community we are all aligned and in our highest wellness, right? Um, And so each type has a unique strategy. Um, 
I think sometimes that term can be confusing, but essentially it's like, how do you make decisions? How do you find the correct opportunities, the correct people? How do you know that it's the right timing for you to do certain things? And so for each type, if you're living according to strat to your strategy and making decisions in this way, life can really unfold magically is like the best way I can explain it. Yes. It's kind of cool. And like, you kind of don't believe it until you experience it, I guess. It's like, you're like, oh man, this can't be like you. Yeah. And, but it really is. And sometimes it's that simple. And usually, usually living according to our strategy and whether or not things show up for us in that way is also very tied to worthiness. Mm -hmm. Right, Tara? Like, Like, are we connected to our innate sense of value? Are we connected with our innate worth? Are we resourced enough? for the things that we're meant to do to show up in our environment for us to go out and do, or for that creative flow to flow through us naturally. Um, And if that's not in, then the universe and its divine wisdom is going to probably not be bringing us the things that we're actually meant to do because if we don't believe we can have them, if we're not going to know how to respond to them, if we don't have the resources and the energy to do them, we won't be able to show up for it for the true real right work. Right. And then you won't have your transformation. You won't have your awakening. (laughs) Yeah. Or you might just be living in some discomfort, you know, because then it's like you're pushing and trying to make things happen sometimes and and it's working out the way you want. And so you're just spending all this energy doing things that aren't coming to fruition and you're frustrated and totally burnt out. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you just if you know your type, if you know the, the unique strategy according to your type and you allow life to flow in that way, like life is actually meant to be easy. And I this think that the, people yeah. forget that. I love when you were like, when the person comes with their 10 chapter story and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like, it's true, right? We make things like beyond. I do beyond. it. <laughs> I, listen all the time. But now I know, like if I'm angry, if I feel like a fire burning deep within, I'm like, okay. Well, who just kinked my hose? Like, who just kinked my flow, man? Because, like, I know for yeah. sure it has something to do with, like, somebody got in my way of my creativity. Yes. And, and you know that because you're very attuned to yourself as a manifester. You know that you have this internal creative flow. But I never knew that until human design dropped into my lap because, right. honestly, I was running around being like, oh, 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 and, like, totally. so... Yeah. And sometimes that like, it's called the emotional theme. Like there's typically some kind of lower vibration emotion that each type will feel if they're out of alignment with that strategy. Right. And so I'm a generator. So for me, it's frustration. And it's like, if I'm frustrated now, I can venture to guess that I am in some kind of internal work with my mastery where it's like, either there's a surge coming and if I can just be patient and wait through the frustration so that I can integrate and learn what I need to be ready for that next surge in mastery and not quit partway through, then I'll get what I'm waiting for. Right. Um, for the projector, it's like, it's bitterness. It's like, if, if you're not, but it's because a lot of projectors aren't recognized for their wisdom. Right. So it's like, if you're not around the right people, sometimes they're just like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And well, and if people don't recognize them or invite that wisdom in, then it's like, it's not going to be received. It's like throwing your pearls at the feet of someone who just doesn't care about pearls. And then it's a waste of your precious energy. But it's like, if you're with the right people who see, who understand, who are just like, oh, please, like, please give me guidance. Like you tell me what to do. I will listen. Right. Like that's your people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if you're feeling bitter, unrec- like unheard, unseen, that's really what it is for projectors is this feeling of not being seen for the beauty of who you are and the gifts you have to offer, then, you know, it may not be right timing. It might not be your right. It's definitely not your right people because your right people are going to see you and get you. Um, and also it's a good time to check in with that sense of worthiness too, of are you valuing your own gifts in your own yes. life? Right? So, so much juiciness, so much. Okay. so. Do you want to talk about the manifesting generators and the reflectors too? Or do you want, is there something else like, cause I just, there's so much you can share with the audience. And I, I want to make sure that you, if there's anything else you feel like, you know, around awakening around, like 
the work that you're doing now and, and the pivot you've, you've had to make for your own self, like, what is it, you know, how can you identify maybe even when you're in a time of awakening or a time of transformation for people? Because maybe they're just feeling like 2020 just feels like a lot and they don't really realize it's calling them something more. Yeah, I think 2020, I, I think 20, <laughs> if you're in 2020, you're in a time of awakening. <laughs> Let's just say that right now. No, but I think, I think it just depends. I think for a lot of people, it's, it starts as like this low level discomfort almost. Yes. Of like, oh, just like, I, I'm not satisfied right now. Like something is off, right? And then it just, it gets louder, right? And ultimately, I think the, hear, the thing that I hear people say the most is like, I, I, I can't keep going the way I'm going. Like, this doesn't feel right. I don't feel like myself, like what I've been doing and how I've been doing it isn't working anymore. I mean, sometimes it's big. Sometimes it's like you get a, a life-threatening, you know, health crisis or, you know, you go through bankruptcy, you get fired, you have a relationship fall apart, you lose someone very close to you. Like sometimes it really is like a life cataclysmic event, right? And sometimes it's like this slow, steady thing of your soul being like, like a little niggle. Yeah, like, like wake yes, up. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it builds and it grows, right? Until, like, I don't know if you've read the book, um, Eat, Pray, Love. By yes. Gilbert. But it's like when she, she got to that moment of being like on her knees on the bathroom floor of like, like she'd never prayed before. And she was like, I don't know if I'm doing this right, but God, like, are you there? Please help me. Like, just please help. Like that throwing your hands up in the air thing of like, yes. I need something to change. I don't know what, but I, I can't keep doing this. And it's in oftentimes that moment of surrender that we open up for the universe to come in and to show us what exactly it is that needs to change. And sometimes it is a relationship needs to change. Our job needs to change. Our, where we're living needs to change. Um, where everything, everything, all, all of the above, you know, like, change. yeah. And I, I find a lot of times that if we don't listen, then sometimes the universe comes in and does it for us. And it's, and this, it's what you resist, way, but, it yeah, you resist it. So it's like, if you keep resisting what you know you need to do, deal with, it's like the shoes that are in front of the door. If you keep tripping over them every day, like at some point you're going to break your ankle. Just like move the damn shoes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Move the damn shoes. So, but sometimes it's hard for us to push ourselves off the ledge. Yes. We need the universe to shove us off the ledge. And then it's in the free fall that the we Betsy will find out. you. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so like, what I love about this type of work and, you know, like being able to support people, period, the right person, the, like the right teacher shows up at the right time. So it's like, you'll find, like your people will just come to you when the time is right. And it's so amazing how, this is why I just love doing podcasts and stuff. Like, you never know how someone's going to find you. You never know yeah. how something you said clicks true to be like, that's my person that's going to help me through this thing. A hundred percent. And you know what? That's how I found human design. Yeah. I found human design in a moment of total life crisis yeah. where like I thought my entire world was falling apart and I needed a change. And I was invited to one of Karen's trainings where I dove into my chart for the first time and looked at my life purpose. And I just started bawling, just weeping. Cause I felt like for the first time I had permission to like, yes, it still gets me emotional sometimes. Cause it was like, I had, been feeling like I was supposed to be different than what I was. And looking at my chart, understanding the gifts of some of the things that I had demonized because of conditioning and what people had told me I should or shouldn't be, it was like, oh, I am this, this, this in a way because I'm supposed to bring this to the world. Mm -hmm. And this is how I do it. And I'm perfect just how I am. And I need to give this gift to other people. <laughs> you know, like other people need to know they're perfect just yeah. how they are. Yes. And I haven't looked back since then. And it's only grown, you know, with working with EFT and quantum alignment system and supporting people in healing trauma and moving through these old stories and living into the truth of who they are. And like every time I do a session with someone and at the end they look at me and, and I can see their gears clicking and like understanding the context of their life and 
how they've put themselves in a box and like starting to free themselves. I'm like, oh, this is it, man. This is the work. This is the juice, you know? I think we all need to feel like we're belonging to something bigger and that there's this like freedom in becoming you. Like you becoming you is your gift of freedom. You know, instead of trying to fit yeah. into the mold of becoming somebody you're not and then playing that role until you feel the discomfort continue to grow and get worse. And then you have this explosion and then you go and do the work then like save oh yourself God. the grief. If you're in your twenties right now, just oh save my yourself the grief. go get your chart. <laughs> you know what though? I mean, yes, go get your I'm chart. Go. I've actually been doing a lot of readings for 20 somethings who are actually in their first Saturn return. They've been showing up in droves for me lately. And especially the projectors. I'm like, Ooh, good. Okay. Let me catch you now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just like help realign and then yes, please build in cycles of rest to your life. Um, but uh, no, but I, I also I've decided now that I'm like well into my like mid 30s, it's like I think that there's a reason sometimes that we have to go through those trials and tribulations 100%. I mean, in like, our 20s, and it's also why once we get to our 30s, we're like, I wouldn't do that again. Like, and this is the thing. I'm in my 40s now, right? I, I'm in yeah. my Uranus return this year. This is my Uranus return. Yes. So, like, you think your world's shaking up? My world is shaking up with Uranus in 2020. So I'm just like, oh yeah, well, bring it on, Fun. bring it all. Yeah. But what's so profoundly interesting is that no matter what age you find this work at it will help you in like setting your sails for the new direction period a hundred percent a hundred percent and it's interesting because i find that like a lot of times i'll do an initial session with someone and then they'll go off and they'll come back to me like six seven eight nine months later and they're like okay i've integrated this like first layer of stuff but now, like, can yeah. we go deeper on, like, X, Y, Z? And I'm like, yes, let's do it, you know? Yes. And, like, do the work and then favorite. come back. Don't exactly. just get this and then forget about it, right? Don't, right? don't get it and shelf it. Exactly. Or they're like, I've implemented, you know, these first things, but I'm really struggling with, like, now this next thing. And I'm like, okay, great. Like, you needed to get that stuff. So now let's dive in here, right? It's like – and that's also why I love doing longer-term coaching with people because I can support them in, like – really integrating and growing through yes. because like you said, you're in uh, you're, you're in a supposition. So it's like, we have life cycles that are built into our chart. And as we grow and live into the wise, more mature expressions of who we are, you know, what we're essentially doing, it's, it's like, I like to call this life school, right? Like we came to life school to learn certain lessons for our souls to grow and evolve. And as we move through different life cycles, we're integrating lessons from different phases. And then these energies show up in new ways for us, you know, as we grow and mature and are leaning into bringing our gifts more boldly and giving fewer. Um, so before we started our podcast, I pull a card. I always pull a card to just kind of see like, what's the flavor of our, of our conversation today? And it's the emerge card. So it's all about like, I mean, duh. <laughs> But it's about emerging. And I think, you know, we've talked a lot about the beauty of emergence and embracing yeah. the awakening, embracing the whatever you want to call it, your transformation, but um, that the support you need is here for you. Even yeah. just listening to free podcasts and going on YouTube and doing a little Google and, you know, exploration that it can just lead you to that next step. So um, Betsy, where can people find you? First of all, and we'll put your links in the show notes below. Absolutely. If you go to BetsyBatista.com, that's my website. And then there's a link to my scheduler on there as well. If you would like to have a human design reading or a quantum alignment session. I also do, my favorite is to do a month long coaching package with someone where we'll do weekly sessions. So usually we start with a human design reading so that you can get a really good solid understanding of your energy. And then it becomes, okay, how do we dive deeper into that? Where have we bumped up against maybe some conditioning pains or patterns that we want to clear? You know, how can we do some coaching to help you understand how to work with these energies more in your life in whatever area you feel like you need extra support. But it's like, it really kind of is more of a deep dive and it allows people to take to take their human design chart kind of off the page and into their life and actually move through some of those energies, those patterns, those stuck places, instead of just letting them sit. Or sometimes if we're just integrating through awareness in our head, it can take longer. 
Yes. And so through the, the coaching and the month long and having weekly sessions and accountability and you have access to me in between as well, it helps people really be able to integrate and dive deep. So that's my favorite to do. So much support and love and free resources on her site that you can kind of like read and learn about the work that she's doing and how she can best support you in your growth and expansion as well. And awakening and the crazy times of 2020. <laughs> oh my God, the crazy times of 2020. So is there anything on the, the final note that you want to leave for people or um, one last Betsy bite? Betsy bite. I like that. I might steal that. Um, I guess I just want everyone to remember that who you are is perfect. Have grace and compassion with yourself in these liminal times. Trust and have faith. And uh, as much as possible, do what you need to do to connect in to that small, still voice within yourself to know yourself well enough to be able to show up in the way that's correct for you um, and to make sure that you're staying resourced because we need all of us to be on the front lines of creating a new world and it's different for every person. So if in any way I can support you in coming back to that love of who you are, of knowing yourself better, of remembering you have wings and holding your hand as you leap off of whatever uh, precipice is yours to leap off of, it would be my honor to do that. So. Oh my God. That was just so, so beautiful. Thank you so much, Beth. Thank you for having me. It was such a joy to be with you. Welcome. So thank you all so much for tuning in to today's special sister session episode with Miss Betsy Batista. And I want to close off today's episode with a reminder that you know in your heart the changes that you need to make, the transformative journey you're about to begin. And sometimes you just need a little support in figuring out what that looks like. And there are so many wonderful you know, transformative coaches out there doing great, great work. And I think it's really so lovely to find someone who resonates with you and helps you find elements of yourself that maybe you thought were missing or that you thought, you know, you've disconnected from. So every time you're out there and you you feel connected to someone uh, who's a guide, they might just be that person to help move the needle forward for you in whatever direction your life is taking you. Um, before I end, I want to invite you to a special masterclass that I will be running on November the 18th this year at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Daylight Time. It is Unlocking Your Self-Worth utilizing the power of human design. So this is the worth code. I've been working on this masterclass, what feels like for the entire year. It'll be a two hour extravaganza of uncovering within your chart where worth lies for you, how to completely change the frequency of your heart so that you get into resonance with more of what you want. This year was the year of really uncovering the parts of ourselves that we'd forgotten, getting back to what's important, um, being shaken up, being stirred up, being sent in all different directions. And the one thing that we could all use is grounding, settling, and anchoring into our own value, worth, and getting comfortable with our authentic selves, getting really comfortable with who we are so that we trust ourselves enough to make decisions internally. This year, we were so bombarded by external influences that we may have forgotten we can make decisions for ourselves. So this workshop, er, masterclass workshop, whatever you want to call it, is so dedicated to just bringing you back into the knowing that you've got this, that you can make the best decisions for yourself, for your family, for those you serve from a place of love and acceptance of yourself first. So the link is below in the show notes, or you can just go to my website, www.tarakinden.com forward slash the worth code. Thank you again for listening, and I can't wait to deliver you some beautiful content next week.